0: Good morning everybody. I hope you're doing well. I hope you are in good spirits. I apologize for not getting a quick test to you earlier in the week, but I'm going to be real honest with you for a second. I'm going to tell you that that Wisconsin loss uh, was the biggest gut punch I can remember in a while for your Purdue Boilermaker football team. Uh, It was a big letdown for me. Um, I was traveling back from SEC country. I was down in uh, South Carolina with my family. I was listening to the game uh, via via SiriusXM. And uh, I can tell you, I was pretty angry as that second half unfolded. Hearing the offense flounder around um, and not be able to get in any traction uh, the entire second half. And even the first half, really, thanks to George Karloftis' scoop and score, which Jay has been calling that all season, Uh, Finally got a defensive score from Karloftis. But that was one of the two touchdowns. And the other one, uh, you know, Purdue leaves the game offensively with just one offensive touchdown. um, And it's official. This offense is pretty darn lousy as it stands right now. The end of the game made it feel even worse as Plummer and O'Connell kind of went back and forth in the lineup. Braum doesn't want to give... Plummer, the ability, of the play calling to pass the ball, which is really weird. Let's not forget, Plummer is the, um, has the highest completion percentage of any Purdue quarterback ever. Um, so it's tough for me to watch what's happening. I mean, I, I here's the thing. If you don't love O'Connell's attitude and him as a teammate, how I perceive him, you've got something wrong with you. He seems like a great guy. He seems like a... A consummate Boilermaker. It's great that you have a guy on the roster like him who just busts his ass every time he plays the game. That's great. Got to love Aiden O'Connell. But at the same time, Aiden O'Connell has some weaknesses, as we all know, as a player. And uh, those weaknesses uh, become glaring, it seems, when he plays defenses that are well coached. Um, And Of course, when teams are pressuring him, he has a hard time feeling pressure and he gets sacked a lot. Those sacks get really costly really quickly. Plummer has his downfalls as well. He checks down too much. Um, He's not super mobile, but he's mobile enough that he can extend a play. Um, He also holds on the ball maybe a little too long, I think, at times because he's going through those progressions. O'Connell's strength is getting the ball out of his hands quickly. And when he's not doing that, uh, it is really, really tough. Really tough. Um to think that O'Connell is the best option for your Purdue Boilermakers. Anyway, Purdue plays Nebraska today at 3.30. Uh, Purdue is 4-3, of course. Nebraska is 3-5. Nebraska is favored by Vegas. That's real money being put out there. And uh, they, they think Nebraska will win by a score. Nebraska is coming off a bye week. Purdue is coming off, of course, the loss to Wisconsin. Uh, their common opponent is Minnesota. Both teams lost by seven. After that, if you look at Purdue and Nebraska's season, one of the big takeaways you'd take, you, you may take is that Nebraska hasn't beaten anybody. Their best loss is either Buffalo or Northwestern, depending on how you're looking at it. So um, that's a... It's not uh, much of a resume. Nebraska is not a great team. And I think this game is really, really simple. Nebraska is one of the uh, most uh, efficient offenses in the Big Ten because they run the ball really, really well. Um, Martinez is a good quarterback. He's a solid quarterback when he's running the ball. And he's not a very good quarterback when he's passing the ball. Um, Nebraska takes odd shots. He'll just kind of heave the ball off his back foot, if you force him to try to beat you with his arm, Nebraska generally loses. And this is shown over and over in history if you look at him. So this game comes down to something really simple to me. If Purdue's defense can do what it's been doing, which is kind of carrying the water for the entire team, and keep Martinez contained, forcing him to throw the ball, I think Purdue can win the game. Will Purdue win the game? I don't know. Uh, Purdue has a, has a tough schedule ahead, but to me, they still have uh, the inside track to getting two more wins and getting to a bowl game and getting six wins. Nebraska, on the other hand, has a very, very difficult schedule ahead of them. Purdue is the easiest game for them in, the, in their Final Four. Some might call this a winnable game for Nebraska, if you want to step out on a limb there, uh, but um, Purdue really, really needs to get a win, I think, just to get some momentum back on their side and get the fan base back to being somewhat enthused. A lot of people don't like Scott Frost. I'm one of those guys. And the reason I don't like Scott Frost is pretty simple. He comes across as incredibly arrogant in a sea full of um, confident athletes and coaches. Scott Frost seems to shine as a guy who has an incredible amount of cockiness. So I want to see Purdue win for a lot of reasons, but mainly I want to see Scott Frost lose, I think, Scott Frost's seat is warm. I think there's a chance that he will get fired if uh, they don't make a bowl game, even though he is one of Nebraska's favorite sons. So um, I think they're feeling the pressure. I also think he'll have him prepared for Purdue. I think Purdue is pretty simple to prepare for offensively, especially right now. According to Jeff Brom, it looks like uh, Horvath is getting better, but it doesn't seem like he's going to be playing this week. That leaves Purdue with an extremely one-dimensional offense, and that one dimension is not even that good. This is a tough thing. So it comes down to: Can David Bell carry Purdue past past Nebraska? I think he's capable of it. Will he? I don't know. I don't know. I uh, I don't know what Purdue's quarterback situation really looks like. Simply because um, uh, there there should be a lot of reason we all have doubt. I have friends that think Burton should take the job. I have friends that think Elamo should get a look. Um, Jeff Brom surely doesn't have uh, confidence in Jack Plummer, so I don't think there's any chance that Jack Plummer will start. I, I think Brom you know, said that, that O'Connell's a starter, and you kind of got to go with the good and the bad when you have a guy starting. The interesting thing about that statement, of course, is that he did not allow Jack Plummer that same um, amount of rope, and this is the frustrating thing with me, and it's got me kind of, um, it's changed my perspective quite a bit on Jeff Brom. You may have heard that a couple weeks ago in the Handsome Hour when I talked about it, I, uh, I really am struggling with how Jeff Brom is handling these quarterbacks. And last week did not help me at all. So, 3.30, Purdue versus Nebraska. I'm looking forward to it. But at the same time, um, I don't feel great about it. Hope to see you there. Thanks to our, our pals, Martin Vintage. Uh, gridiron metalworks and aj's for sponsoring this podcast and the website in general we love those guys they are purdue people purdue families and uh, if you need anything if you're going to start doing your christmas shopping early go to gridironmetalworks.com go to martinvintage.com they've got free shipping this weekend by the way and are boiled at checkout with either of those websites get 15 percent off and then if you're in god's country head over to aj's get a pint get some uh, mac and cheese bites or boiled sports favorite burger Thanks for tuning in. God bless you. Have a great day, and we will talk to you soon. See ya.